Hello everyone, this is Kareen Sarkisian. Welcome to Under the Hood, a podcast by Le Studio, where we chat about the true ins and outs of entrepreneurship with real-life innovators. Today, we are joined by Harag Sarkisian, CEO and co-founder at ESC, the e-scooter championship. Funniest part is that Harag is my brother, so I'm particularly excited to have this conversation today. In this series, we are talking about ideation and how to turn an idea or sometimes a slightly crazier idea into a real product or service. As it happens, this is exactly what we're talking with you today, Harag. Before we get into it, do you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Yeah, thanks, Karin. It's great to be here and um, looking forward to chatting to chatting together. So my name is Harag Sarkisin. I'm uh, a co-founder and the CEO of the eScooter Championship. And, uh, um, you know, in my previous background, I used, you know, I've worked in, uh, in construction for, you know, for, for about 10 years or so, and then really went into venture capital where I worked, you know, closely with the family to invest in emerging, you know, se- sectors, and then really went into sports, uh, with my, you know, especially with my brother, as he started to race and really entered into the industry. You know, we, we had, we went into different businesses from anywhere from, you know, we did a lot of driver management to, you know, we have a really successful sports marketing business here in the UK. And then more recently is this new project, the e-scooter championship, which ultimately stems out of the interest in both in sports, but also in mobility or in sustainable mobility from the, you know, as, as an interest from a, from an investment perspective. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I really love how your sort of your different backgrounds have kind of culminated to this point. I mean, Herak, like as you were sort of thinking about ESC and, and creating this championship, what really made you think that this was an idea that you could launch to a market or sell? Like, you know, what made you think that it was so special that this could actually work? Yeah, I think really it, it comes down with, you know, racing and sports uh, as a whole. As when, you know, when you look at racing, um, racing has always been a catalyst or an accelerator for for mobility in general. So when we look at how you know F1 developed cars, helped develop cars, you know from you know anywhere from you know ABS braking to hybrid technologies, and um, basically every form of mobility has been accelerated by by racing and and sport. And you know the truth is that humans love to compete. We're all competitive by nature, and you know racing is a form of competition. So ultimately. Anything that moves, we will, you know, humans will race basically, and so really that's one. But on the other, it's seeing this whole micro mobility trend emerge and grow. You know, and micro mobility really covers all that, you know, short distance transportation that we're seeing in a city. It tends to be a personal vehicle, but it tends to be really sustainable. So anything from electric scooters to e-bikes, or you know, or to one wheels and things like that. You know, seeing how that movement is really is really taking cities by storm because of congestion, because of pollution. Uh, we, you know, we really believed it was the right time to launch a sport around micro mobility because, on one hand, you know, we look at electric scooters; they're one of the fastest growing modes of transportation, and they're also the most relatable and relevant form of transportation, you know, for the younger generation. So, the opportunity was, you know, we could actually create a sport around this that, on one hand, is super relevant, but on the other, is extremely accessible. It makes it easy for people to get into, and it's sustainable as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I love what you said about anything that moves, you can race. Um, 
and and really creating something around that and and the promotion of of this new space with micro mobility. I mean, like how I guess how did you initially get people on board with your idea? I mean, you know, I I do know there's some sometimes some pushback on the e scooter. Uh, in general within cities but I'm sure I mean that that was a brand new space for you so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you tackled that challenge yeah I think the challenge is the same with anything that's new or anything that people don't know people will always will always challenge so you know the biggest the biggest thing we have to do at first is really create awareness and really educate people why we're doing what we're doing and you know what the mission of, of our support is or the mission of what we're building is and it's it's essentially walking them through. You know, we're building an, eco, an ecosystem really that gives people the opportunity to be part of something, but also that can really have positive change on our society in, in terms of again accelerating the development of safety and technology, helping with um, you know helping with you know best practices, you know all you know all all of that basically. And uh, and I think you know it's you have to be able to demonstrate those. So it's a combination of really putting together the right team but also having the right narrative in place, basically. And that's kind of where we started. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, I mean, ESC does such a good job with the storytelling and, and really like uh, the whole promotion and envisionment of a full brand in that sense. And Farad, can you talk a little bit more about the types of racers that you guys have on board and then, um, you know, maybe the citizens aspect, like the fan base that you've created? I think that's really helpful to understanding when you talk about ecosystem and awareness. I mean, I think all of that comes full cycle. Yeah. So, so part of our objective really is to target the mass market and to be, to be as relevant as possible. And so that naturally meant a couple of things. It, you know, it, it, it involved on how we chose our athletes basically. So, you know, we're one of the only gender neutral racing series, basically with over 40% of our riders, you know, as females. I think this puts us in a unique position in the sense that we are truly made for everyone. And the other thing is, you know, the profile of our athletes come from many, very different backgrounds, you know, from any different, from, from snowboarding to freestyle to BMX to motorcycle racing uh, to ex-figure skaters. So it's really a, a, a broad mix of athletes that all have these transferable skills that can actually transfer into scooter racing. But ultimately, all these athletes are just really relatable, right? They're they're meant, you know, they're meant to be here to become heroes to inspire really the the next generation, and so that's also how we foster the community is by creating this, this you know this loyalty or this this following that comes from the athletes from our riders initially, but then really, you know, building this user base, building this community that we can then bring into the into the sport into the ecosystem. You know, how do they get how do they how do they interact as fans. But also, how can they even participate in the sport? You know, and uh, you know, obviously at an amateur level, at the beginners level, but then giving them the opportunity to progress through, you know, through the different hurdles and the ladder of the sport to actually make it to the top. So, you know, the, the philosophy that we have as a sport is that we are really fan centric, we're really fan focused, and everything we do involve is important. You know, it involves creating an audience and acquiring a fan base. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And, uh, you know, I, I got to see it firsthand at your races. Uh, they had one their first race in London, their second race in Sion in Switzerland. And I mean, it was the f- I mean, there was so much built around the fan base and fan entertainment and and really creating. I mean, launching something so new. I mean, in that sense, Rag, like what were some of the main challenges you felt from turning 
this idea into a full-fledged product you know like you know what were the skills maybe that you're missing and and then how what did you sort of uh come you know use to complete that that may, maybe lacking skill base or or those gaps in some way yeah i mean i think it's there's a couple of ones obviously i think motorsports is a very specialized type of business so really bringing in the right people from the sport to do that was one of the things that we did i think we have a we have a really good group of people with an extensive background um the other thing really is you know uh, as a championship we're you know we're very much brand led in the sense that we're very public so being able to craft the right narrative being able to craft the right story and tell the and really tell that story i think has been really important so it's you know it involves anything from you know the uh, the branding exercise that we had to do to the communications plan and you know you know i think all of these are different types of skill sets that we brought on board to help us tell our story basically yeah absolutely and i mean to that point you know you mentioned earlier the aspect of creating something that's sustainable can you talk a little bit about that as it fits into the brand as well and to and specifically into the idea yeah of course i mean i think sustainability resonates in in different areas but you know for us when we say sustainability it's not just environmental but it's you know it's also the social impact in that sense you know but as a whole for you know first and foremost obviously we are a sustainable series because we, you know we are promoting a sustainable mode of transportation but it's also you know the other part is really this this inclusiveness that we have the sport is is how really everybody can become part of it and so this is you know this is where our grassroots program really plays a role in that is it, is you know what we want to do next year is actually build out this network of franchise where through which people can actually join and race um but then it's also about how it's you know from a technology perspective it's you know what are the things that come out of you know racing that can be trickled down into this into the like streets into mobility so it's anywhere anything from you know using sustainable materials on the electric scooters that we can actually push out into the real world or things like battery recycling or even about how we operate the events so I think it's it's something that we always say it's part of our DNA. It's not like it's not an add-on. It's you know it, we it's just something that is there by default that we just you know it's 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 not it, yeah it's just part of what we do. I love that. I mean, it's such a it's such a cool connection and combination of two sides. And Harag, um, so as you were launching all of this, like, what were some of the what were or what are some of the like resources? that you've used maybe tools and resources to really turn go from idea to proper business model i mean what were some of the things that you outsourced or or specific tools that you really used uh, as a company and as an individual i think really on on one hand it's uh, you know i think the, the first thing that we did was really build a brand build a story so i think storytelling there was a really important part of of what we did is making sure that we really crafted this narrative that people because i think you know when you say scooter racing off the bat it definitely raises a lot of eyebrows so i think it's it's really how you tell that story and i think this is something that we really you know worked hard on to you know to to to, to create this this uh really to create the story this narrative that we want to communicate about what we do and why we do it um you know i think the other thing is um um you know in terms of other tools that see uh it's you know i think i think it comes down to people really understanding the right people that we want to bring on board and and you know and 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 building a strong team basically and then 
you know, from there, it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, from an organizational perspective, how we operate really focusing really on goals and objectives and making sure that everybody is aligned with those. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, you can definitely see it through and through. I love, I mean, you said three core things as I was like listening to the conversation, like the inclusiveness, the sustainability aspect and positive change. And that feels like something that your team and your fan base really embodies. Um, Rag, what was sort of easier than maybe that you'd expected um, when getting into the process? What sort of surprised you to be relatively easy or quote unquote easy? I don't, I don't think anybody will have an answer for that. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, I'll say maybe that if you have, I think if you have a good, if you're, if you're, if you're, if your mission is, if you're really, if your mission is clear and concise, I think it's people will jump on board. People, you know, will really listen and take that. But as a whole, yeah, I think, I think everything is typically harder than you would anticipate, but that's just part of the challenge. Yeah. And I'm guessing part of the fun too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- this sort of initially wraps up our conversation. It's really incredible. I mean, seeing something that, you know, I, I got to sort of be in the background as you were building this as your sister and, and just like hearing this idea initially, I was like, ah, that's interesting. But seeing you guys build this into a full-fledged championship is so exciting. And, and I mean, it's it really, it came to life. I think to everybody's surprise, every milestone was it was really huge i mean i remember the first sort of test test race we all got a little teary when we saw the scooters on the track and and i mean i know it's been such a journey for you guys anything that's sort of like you want to share in terms of taking that with you and, and carrying that with you i mean you know in terms of an idea to inception i know we talked a little bit about that but anything that really sticks out from the experience for you that you know really marked you as you were building this um I think I would say really, you know, focus on your priorities um, and break break things down. You know, don't try to do everything at once, um, and just uh, just be very, very, you know, methodical. Think about your, you know, your short term or your key goals at this given time, and then work on those, and that, then continue to evolve from there, basically. But um, yeah, I think I think this is one of the biggest things I would say, and always surround yourself with with the right people. Thanks, Hirag. So, I mean, as you know, we like to ask our interviewers uh, three sort of rapid fire questions at the end of each of our interviews. Um, So you can really answer those in any way that you want. So I will uh, jump in. So what keeps you up at night? Um, What keeps me up? I I think it's it's hard to, to pick one thing. I think planning, you know, the way forward, planning your roadmap, you know, how are you all, how are you in executing your roadmap? I I think that's one. I think, you know, fundraising is always one that's in the back of our minds as founders. It's, you know, you, you, you fundraise, but then you're already thinking about the next one and then just continuing to deliver. It's, it's hard. To, yeah. It's, I mean, I don't necessarily have one thing that's that's in the back of my mind. I mean, fair enough. You have quite a few things to think about, especially as a CEO. Um, yeah. And Harag, what sort of, um, I guess, in your opinion, what are some of the best qualities for an entrepreneur to have? I think patience is really important, you know, taking the time to to understand, to plan. Uh, I'll say patience is a really important one. Um, I mean, you know, obviously I'll say, you know, what most people say is perseverance, but uh, I would say, you know, patience is really important. And 
and and just you know common sense. I think good re- critical thinking, like you know, logical skills. You know, always, always being able to say, okay, does this make sense? Does you know, is this just you know, question, challenge yourself, and uh, and just take a step, being able to take a step back and just asking yourself, okay, does is that logical? Is that does that sound right? Basically, and so I think being able to sense check is really important as well. So I think this is really where it starts. I think. Obviously, you know, having good organizational skills and things like that are important, but I think the basics really matter. Yeah, I can. I love that taking a step back. Um, and so, third question for you is: with everything you know now, having gone through this process, would you do it all over again if you could? Absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely do it. Do it all over again. I think there are a lot of things that you learn, but you learn these things by doing mistakes, basically, and that's just part of the journey. So um yeah I would I would do a lot of, I would do it all over again. Amazing. Amazing. Um well with that we're at the end of our podcast. Harag, thank you so much for sharing your insights and experience with us. We learned so much and really can't wait to see where ESC goes in the future and um for those of you listening um make sure to check out esc.live uh and check out their on social and their website because they've got new things coming up all the time. Uh, so thank you, Harag. Thanks, Karin. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you again for listening and send us your comments, reactions on all of our social media platform and our website at lestudio.io. And next episode, you'll get to hear another interesting perspective on the topic of ideation with Urs Neighbor, co-founder at Zeit Medical. So see you next time. Thanks again.